When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Drive with Peter Vlahos. And, of course, it was a special night last night. Uh, the Sandover Medal and, of course, uh, the inductees into the West Australian Football Hall of Fame. Now, there was one individual that was elevated to legend status. And he came from the South Fremantle Football Club. And a gentleman that knows him very well is another West Australian Football Hall of Fame legend. He was given the legend status back in 2004. And as we know, he's also in the Australian Football Hall of Fame, inducted back a year before that, actually, in 2003. One of the uh, living legends of uh, WA and Australian football and a man that knows John Jerovich, the man that was elevated to legend status last night, is John Todd. And John joins us on the program now. John, thanks for your time. Yeah, pleasure to talk. Uh, what was it like when you heard Jero's name announced as a legend of WA football? Well, it's been a long time coming, uh, Pete. It's very hard to, uh, you know, as far as legion status goes, because there's so many people's names get put up. But it was just fantastic that he was finally recognised as a legend because he is a true legend. Um, you know, he and I started our football together as 16-year-olds and... Uh, you know, he's a very humble man, a very quiet man. He shuns the limelight. He's not uh, keen on putting himself out there all that much, but uh, he does a lot of work behind the scenes for people who are, you know, not travelling too well. But, um, yeah, so we started together in 54 in the, cult, in the Reserves Grand Final. As a matter of fact, we were brought up in the last moment because South had a a few players who were unavailable at the last minute. So that was our only grand final, uh, both of us. Uh, so it was pretty special when we look back in 54. We just walked in, played the game, and I don't think our names were even in the budget. You know, because, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was the start of our uh, reign at South Fremantle. Yeah. You mentioned something, because I did ring uh, the Jerovich household earlier today and spoke to his partner, and he was out and about just dropping off requirements to needy folks. So it appears he's been a, a great good Samaritan for a lot of people in recent years. You and John are the same age. You are born both in 1938, and I know that you're very active in the community, and no doubt Jero is as well. Yeah, well, once again, he has um, a quality about him that uh, he, he, if he can do some small things for a lot of people, he's happy doing that, I know. And, look, I admire him greatly. He's, uh, he's an unintrusive person. He wouldn't like anybody to highlight what he does behind the scenes. Um, he's a, yeah, he's a very gentle man, you know, really, mm. but... Uh, 
It's very difficult to get hold of him for an interview, I can assure you. The only I've, time you're I've tried find... it. Let me tell you, I've tried it today, and I thought, no, I'll respect him because, as you mentioned, he's not really comfortable with any of the limelight, is he? Yeah. Well, I can assure you, if you ever want to have um, a meeting with John, he always attends funerals, mate. You know, I run into John all the time at funerals. He uh, never misses a funeral. He, mm. You know, he's just so passionate about, you know, the people before him. And, you know, he's just an unobtrusive man. It's, he's unique, really. He's yeah. a very unique person. What was he like as a footballer, John? Uh, you won a Sandover medal, as we know, as a 17-year-old back in 1955. And both of you played in the South Fremantle League side. You even captained him when you were captain, I think, of South Fremantle uh, as well. Can you give us an idea of what we, he was like as a footballer? Was he a quiet character on the field like he has been off the field? Or was he a different person when he uh, put on the oh, South no, Fremantle red and white? Person. Yeah, well... Once he crossed the line, he was um, full on as far as wanting to be the best he could possibly be. And naturally, he attracted a lot of attention from fullbacks. And but he didn't tolerate that uh, unfair treatment. He wasn't backward and handing a bit out. So, uh, but he, um, you know, when you talk about a high mark, he didn't need a run up. He could just horizontally jump off one leg and sit on people's shoulders. He was. Um, uncanny, but he he had a, a passion for his, even cricket. He played cricket. He played tennis. Any one of those sports, if he had taken it seriously, he would have reached uh, a very high standard. So, uh, as far as his football goes with South Fremantle, it's a bit sad that he never played in the Premiership side because we we joined. Well, we, our first year was '55. They won in '54. And I think John retired in 69 yeah. and they won a premiership in 1970. So it was um, a bit of a, a barren period for South Fremantle through our period uh, while we were there. But uh, nevertheless, I think the crowds were, would erupt with John. Um, I think I can remember it so clearly that a group of people and many people, supporters, would behind the goals that John was um, naturally uh, at. And at quarter time, they'd all moved to the other end of the ground uh, because uh, his marking was sensational. Like People talk about John Coleman being a great mark. You know, to be quite frank, I saw John Coleman play and he did take some great marks, but he never took marks like John Jerovich, I can assure you. He, he was uncanny. He took a mark... Uh, was never captured on camera better than the one that's been highlighted uh, and the one that they have in front of Fremantle Oval, that bronze statue of his, which was a sensational mark. But I can assure you, he took a mark. Uh, we played West Perth and he uh, was playing on uh, Towner, the fullback for West Perth, ex-Victorian. And, uh, you know, Towner got a bit of a lift on the player in front of him and John was about three decks high. So if they hadn't <laughs> got hold of that one, mate, he... Uh, but that's that was the brilliance of the man, you know. He uh, he was unique. He was. Uh, it's a bit sad he he never went to Victoria. I would have loved to have seen him go to Victoria because, but did it, you know. Uh, 
anybody who could take a big mark and kick a goal, uh, they were always highlighted in Victoria as you know great players. But in that, in, through that period, there was no money, there was no incentive, there wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a, a reason why you should leave Western Australia. Later on, that did happen with a number of players, but in the early 50s, uh, I think they put the feeler out for him a couple of times, but he wasn't interested in going. So, uh, but that was a bit sad. I would have loved to have seen him gone, uh, go to Melbourne. Yeah, it was interesting, actually. Uh, he was born in Spearwood, uh, market gardening country, like the Croatian heritage. I know Tom Grilicic is still a very, very good friend of John Jerovich, yeah. just like yourself. And there was a great photo last night that I saw uh, this morning of yourself and Jero together. How did he handle the mass crowd last night and when his name came out that he was elevated to legend status? Did he feel a bit uncomfortable? What was his reaction, John? Uh, no, I, I, I personally felt that he was uh, very pleased that he was acknowledged for his contribution to the sport. Um, it was great to see him there and look, his uh, household name and a lot of people gravitate to him and I think he had a wonderful night, really. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it was just great to see him open up and mix and mingle with people and people coming across and congratulating me. Yeah, I think he was pretty chuffed last night. I think that was one of the highlights that he'll remember for a long time. John, you were just a celebrated individual when it came to football. We've got a grand final happening at Leederville Oval in the WAFL this Saturday. And I got a call from, and I mentioned this earlier, from John Wynn. And, of course, he gets, oh, yeah, Johnny Wynn. Yeah, he gets yeah. together with about 50 or 60 old Cardinals, Garlic Munchers, yep. Falcon uh, pass players, and they're all going to meet at Kalis's, actually, and then make their way to Leederville Oval. I tell you what, uh, it's their spiritual home, West Perth, regardless of what you think up at uh, Arena Joondalup. And I reckon a lot of the uh, West Perth faithful will really enjoy Saturday afternoon going back to Leederville Oval. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, I, I, st- I still call the Oval Leederville Oval when people are talking to me about yeah. uh, the fixtures, but uh, look, Johnny Wynn, getting back to Johnny Wynn, he's a, he was an out-and-out champion himself, and he's, his love of the game is infectious, and he was a great support for Graham Farmer, you know, when Polly was alive, and uh, he's, he's, he wears his heart on his sleeve, Johnny Wynn, and he would no doubt, you know, get a number of West Perth people to uh, attend the game, and... Uh, He's another one that really uh, gets out there and gets players to support their their club, and they still call it West Perth. Yeah. And the garlic munches and so <laughs> forth that they used to have a name for. But uh, but when, when tradition sort of changes, it's, it's so sad, Pete, you know. Uh, and this is something we've all got to accept. That nothing stays the same, but... You know, we like to think that um, Leaderville Oval is still Leaderville Oval. It's the home of West Perth. And uh, I think uh, people who attend the grand final on the weekend will uh, agree with that. Yeah, mm. It's interesting, uh, Toddy, just a couple of final questions. You talked about the humility of John Jerovich. It seems like that generation, including yourself, are pretty humble, yet you achieved enormous heights. Uh, I've spoken to Mel Winnan a couple of times and Billy Dempsey, who are just absolute legends of West Perth. And they, they said, people aren't interested in us anymore. You know, we're dinosaurs. And I keep saying to them, 
Really? Yeah. The fabric of the WAFL wouldn't have been anything if it wasn't for individuals like them and yourself, Toddy. Yeah. And yeah. really, the competition was built on your foundations, wasn't it? That generation. Uh, well, I think we played in the best uh, period uh, as far as I'm concerned because it, there wasn't a lot of money and we had a lot of fun and and uh, there were some great players, great teams and uh, and crowds turned up and uh, so uh, yeah, it was a good, it was a great period really. Uh, there's there's one uh, uh, record that's never been highlighted with John, and I thought to myself, and I did a little bit of research that I felt that he was the youngest All Australian ever to be uh, chosen in a way uh, as an All Australian. And going back through the historians and so forth, and that is correct, he was 18 years of age, and he's mm. still the youngest footballer ever to be named as an All-Australian. That was, was in, in 1956 in the Perth Carnival, wasn't it? Was it the Perth Carnival? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He was an All-Australian in 1956 at the Perth Carnival. And, of course, you guys would have played together in 1961 at the Brisbane Carnival as well. Uh, we did, yeah. Yeah, we did. It was unfortunate in that 56 Carnival. I got hurt uh, the week before that Carnival, so... Uh, I sat in the stand and watched the great man play and uh, as an 18-year-old named as an All-Australian, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, Toddy, it's been fantastic talking to you. Did you see the AFL Grand Final last weekend? I saw it, yeah, I did see it. And what, and, what are your um, thoughts on, because he's announced his retirement today, what did you think of the Geelong skipper Joel Selwood and what he's delivered to the game? Oh, well, his record speaks for itself, Pete. You know, he's... He's been uh, a legend for a long time at that club and he's uh, he's a great leader of men and he'd be sadly missed. But, uh, look, he's going out on the high. What more could he do, Pete? Yeah, you know, you're right. Like, uh, it'd be the downhill slide if he kept on going. And a lot of players don't have... Uh, they always believe they've got another year, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But to make a, a call on yourself is a big... Is a big call. Good on you, John. Thanks for joining us. Uh, really love to have a chat to you. I hope you're keeping well, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Uh, look after yourself. Good on you, Pete. Good on you, Pete. Nice to talk. Cheers. Yes, John Todd giving his thoughts on Joel Selwood, if you haven't heard the news. Uh, no doubt it's been uh, a big news story this afternoon after it was announced around about midday our time. 355 games, four premierships, but Joel Selwood has announced his retirement from the AFL. And that's where we draw the curtain down on the program today as well. I'll be back tomorrow from 5 o'clock here on SENWA for The Drive Show. It's all thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre. Have a great Wednesday night. See you tomorrow.